All the time, all the time. We are getting more people in. Ushers, it's, uh, when you see people who can't get close, that's just tape. Just move it, you see space in between them. Everybody got quiet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those signs I was giving, I was giving to the ushers, but nobody was looking. Just pull the tape up, put somebody in there. <laughs> yeah. Disbelief is, is the, we're dealing with the 16 deadly D's. And this was uh, disbelief. Disbelief is a tough one. Because when you get that spirit of disbelief, that means can't nobody tell you nothing. Do you remember, I don't know if you all, uh, in the old days, they used to tell our kids that, tell us as kids, you don't believe fat meat's greasy? <laughs> Y'all have heard that before, right? Uh, we, we used to hear stuff like that, you see, and uh, my, my father said, you get close enough to the fire, it'll burn you. But many of us, well, I was one, that didn't believe it and got too close to the fire and got burnt, all right? And got a lot of things in my life, because we're a church that teaches about life. A lot of things in my life would have been much easier if I didn't have that spirit of disbelief, right? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? And we see so many times in our lives that uh, we have the answer right there, but we don't believe it. And so disbelief, disbelief is just a refusal to believe. There's just some people that are, are hard-headed. You all know the old folks say a hard head makes a soft behind. I'm just going back to the old days, right? There's some folks are just that way. They refuse to believe it. And, and so sometimes uh, Satan will use that, especially in the younger ages. And I'm talking about in our younger, older teens and, our, and as we get into our 20s. You know, many of you in here can uh, testify that you didn't believe that you would get pregnant, and you did. Mm -hmm. Because somebody disbelieved, told you to get the disbelief. You understand where I'm coming from. There are people that are alcoholics today. Uh, no, I'll never become an alcoholic. And that first drink they took them there. Yeah. Or that first uh, uh, drug took them there. And that, this is why it is so important that we need to understand what spirit, first of all, you need to check yourself. And then we need to understand the spirit that our children are dealing with as well as the spirit we dealing with. And you know, cause I know most of you in here and uh, I know a little bit about your life. Your life would have been a whole lot better if you hadn't had that spirit of disbelief. It's, it's, it's like, in, and uh, many people in here have been divorced, all right? And somebody probably told him, you don't need to marry that person. But that spirit of disbelief said, oh, no, they don't know what they're talking about. I love that person, you see. And sometimes it was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, but you refused to believe it, you see. It's, it's like one of the things that I say about parents. Uh, when you are parenting, you have to be careful with your children because if they start that disbelief at this age, it'll carry on up up to here and it's gonna cause them a whole lot of trouble. You see, there are a lot of Christian people. Christian, I'm talking Christian folks. The, the, the Bible's written to Christian folks. 
a lot of Christian people, even they, they think they're on their way, they've joined church. You can be saved, okay, and still be carnal. The Bible tells you that. They're carnal Christian, babe Christians, mature Christians. It tells you that. The Bible tells you that. So there are certain things, and I hope that we get this in here, because we don't want the spirit of disbelief to come into our spirit. Because it's called, old folks, again, I'm using hard head. You're hard-headed. You don't believe nothing. You see, and so many of us uh, uh, got some, well, not, not only they do now, but we got ourselves in a whole lot of trouble. All right? What we're trying to do here is give life lessons. We want to teach our children and our young people, and sometimes you have to be honest. It is the spirit of disbelief, okay? You need to sit down with them and pray with them and quit talking about, see, our parents told us it was hard-headed. Okay? Remember that? They told us, you know, fat meat's greasy. Remember that? Yeah. That had no effect on somebody telling us, son or daughter, this is a demonic force. Mm -hmm. This is a bad spirit. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with, this has nothing to do with a mental thing. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with a physical thing. This has nothing to do with an emotional thing. This is a spirit. Are y'all with me? Yeah. And so when we deal with the spirit, uh, uh, we deal with our children and ourselves, the Bible says, Try the Spirit by the Spirit. And so what we need to do is allow the Holy Spirit, try the Spirit. What is this Spirit that I'm dealing with? You and me? What is the Spirit my child is dealing with? You can't help anybody unless you really know what Spirit you're dealing with. You can't even help yourself unless you know what Spirit you're dealing with. There's some things you need to block out because it's the wrong Spirit, okay? There's many of you in here would probably testify that Satan got into your head and t gave you the spirit of, excuse me, of disbelief and you're not really using your potential because he told you and got in your head and said you're not good enough for that position. You don't have the education for that position. You're the wrong color, wrong size, whatever, for that position, and, right? And so when that op somebody offered you or told you to go search or go look, you said, oh, no, I can't do that. Are you with me? So there are many, there are many, many people are not where they should be where they, because of that spirit of disbelief. Do you understand? The spirit of disbelief is a demonic spirit. The spirit of disbelief is a demonic spirit. The people that get over and become successful, they refuse to entertain that spirit. All right? Are you with me? And many of you sitting here looking at me need to look at yourself because life is full of challenges. And you should just be excited about the challenges that are in front of you. You ought to be excited about that stuff. All right? But the spirit of disbelief will tell you, you're too old. I'm going to go over it again. There's something... That, Satan really uses it on African-Americans or blacks, whatever you want to call yourself. They're not going to hire you because of that. Mm -hmm. You can't do that because of the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. Women does the same thing. Mm -hmm. You're a female. You can't do that. You see, there's a lot of uh, uh, ladies that are doing very successful now, right? Yeah. Say amen. Y'all see them. All on there are ladies that have had the potential to do that years ago, but the spirit of disbelief got there. It took somebody to come up with courage through the Holy Spirit with courage to make the step. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. You see? So, so it, disbelief is, 
is, is, is causing, what gets me uh, stirred up is, I got a friend of mine, you know, uh, is, doesn't want to get the shot. And that's one of the most controversial things there is right now. I want, doesn't want to get the shot. I said, that's good. And doesn't want to wear a mask. That's bad. I said, you the people they ought to put off the planet. Yeah, you know, do one or the other. Or uh, both. You see, but I can understand the shot part, but now the mass part. No, you just, no, no, no. So you see, but that disbelief, that disbelief can cause you. Now, I want to make some, somebody really upset when I do that. Someone probably in a relationship that they need to get out of, well, I can't get out of this relationship because I've invested too much of. And they got that spirit of disbelief and to stay there and become abuse, be abusive. When you, when you speak like this in church, we can do it here, because y'all used to me, we can do it here, it upsets people. The Bible is to help, once you get saved, the Bible is to help you with your everyday life. Huh? The Bible is to help you with your everyday life. And so it challenges you. I call it the book of the commentary of life. So, when, so from now on, we're not going to have that spirit of disbelief, because as soon as we see that spirit of disbelief getting in there, we know where it's coming from, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to move it because we know where it's coming from. It's, remember, uh, uh, it's a refuse, refusal. Next. Mm -hmm. Or the absence of belief. Or the absence of belief. Keep going. The inability or refusal to accept that something is true or real. See, some people, that it, it, you can't accept something's true or real. You see? Now, here's the thing that gets me. If I would say this today, this country is divided like crazy. All right, so either, I guess everybody's lying. How, you got the Republicans saying this, the Democrats saying this, and the mother folks saying this, right? Somebody's telling a lie. Mm -hmm. and, no, somebody's gotta be lying, right? But some people, I'm going to be a Republican no matter if it's the truth or not. I'm going to be a Democrat no matter if it's the truth or not. You understand? Instead of looking and finding the truth and li instead of listening to what other people are saying. The Holy Spirit will discern for you, listen to me, will discern for you, discern for you which body's lying. You're going to find lines in all of them, but lies in all of them. But see, we got to get back to that. You see, you can't get, see, we want to know what's going up uh, around uh, in this country today. It is that spirit of disbelief because you can get people, uh, something is great for them, but because somebody spoke something in their head, they'll disbelieve the truth. Does that make sense? And, and, and it's a trick of the devil. You need to know that. Some, there are people in, in, probably sitting in here. You are wonderful. You've got great talent. The only person that doesn't believe it is you. So nobody can help you. Because you're the one disbelieving. You can have all the coaching in the world. Okay? You, you, you can have all the coaching in the world. But you have to believe it. In, in my over 30 some years, 30 years, or 25 years, between 25 and 30 years of coaching, there's been a many uh, athlete that the only thing, I didn't do anything great. He said, Coach Fields was a good coach. No, Coach Fields was more of a spiritual person than a coach. There are a lot of coaches better, but the thing that Coach Fields could do that a lot of other coaches couldn't do because they weren't spiritual was to speak to the spirit of the person. If you can speak to the spirit of the person and let that person come forth and allow them to know who they really are, then you got them. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so the best of the best has never played a sport. The best of the best has never been a politician, a banker, whatever, because there's a whole lot of people that had it. They had the talent, they had the, the ability, but that disbelief, the disbelief is when they were a child, somebody told them, you ain't gonna be nothing. That's why it's very careful to put what we say to our children. You too ugly. And both parents have done that. You see, or somebody has told you, you too fat. You too skinny. You too this, you too that. And so that thing, that thing, that thing gets into their spirit. And once that thing gets in their spirit, then they have the spirit of disbelief so they can never be successful at anything. You know who would say, see, Satan has caused a lot of parents and coaches and teachers to steal the talent from the individual that they should be responsible for. And it's a shame, you know. I, and I, I was listening to, uh, they had, I've got so many channels that I, they was doing a documentary on people who had been abused, sexually abused. And they were talking about these people that had been sexually abused and uh, when they wind up being homeless and overweight, all these things are gonna happen to them. And then everybody's trying to find out what's wrong with the child. Well, what was wrong with the child started back here with the parent, a brother, or sister, or whoever. And so in this church, we don't wanna deal with that. I can tell you all something that you're gonna think that I'm lying because that's where your head's at. There's nobody in here that doesn't have ability. There's nobody in this church that doesn't have ability. Yeah? There's nobody, I'm gonna tell you another thing, you're gonna say, oh, pastor's lying. There's nobody sitting in here that, that shouldn't be fruitful. But, it's, it's you, but there's some people already Satan's telling you he don't know what he's talking about. He's stealing it. See, sometimes Satan steals your dream, your vision. You see, because guess what? I, he knows, you see, he knows who you are. He knows your talent. He knows your ability. That's why some folks look at me and sometimes they say, when I joined church, my life just got hard. Well, it got hard because Satan does everything he can to stop you because he knew what you could be. That's been in this church. You see, you see. So what, uh, what I'm doing, I want to inspire you. If I get to the scripture, I will. If I don't, I won't. It's okay. Because uh, that's what's there. I don't want to know, not in here, you see. So the only thing that's challenging you is Satan. I'm not challenging you. God's not challenging you. God instilled in you. Listen to me. Here's another thing. He's going to tell you I'm lying. God has instilled in every one of you greatness. I mean, greatness. You talk about some of you don't understand it when the scripture says greater things shall ye do than I. Who said that? Jesus. He said greater things, right? Right? Yes. Well, so everybody, so God has created us for what? Greatness. God has created all of us for greatness. You see what I'm saying? This is why it took me a long time to conform uh, to, the, to the Christian church. It took me a long time because, you know, I'm like, here and this and that and this, the same thing, no. Well, I, I went until the Holy, Inspi Holy Spirit inspired me to get in the right place to understand what God wanted to me, wanted me to be, 
and get away from all that doctrine stuff. You see, you see. Do, I'm going to tell you another thing that, because Satan's going to tell you, Pastor's lying. You have unlimited power in you. You have unlimited power. You say he's telling you right now. He don't know what he's talking about. He's stealing that from you. The biggest one, and you can use this as easy one to use, very easy to use. You're too old to start all over. You're too old. That's Satan talking. Some people believe that, and they call themselves, they retire from something they just begin to start at. All right, you see? You, you understand? It was very nice of you all. Uh, uh, Pastor 75, yeah, you're getting ready to turn 75. It's very nice of you all. I'm just in the beginning. I tell myself that. I'm, I'm just at another height, you see? You see? Some of you ladies, you'll understand this. Well, maybe not all you ladies, because some of you probably don't cook. But uh, <laughs> some things you cook on low. So, then you turn to what? Medium. And then you turn on high. Well, God just said, all right, you're 75 now. It's time to turn it on high. Right. You see? Because he wants you to see it. I want to tell you something else there. I just feel good about it. Am I doing all right? Yes. I want to tell you something right here. Ladies, you're not going to believe this. I know you're not going to believe this because Satan's going to say, you're beautiful. Amen. You're beautiful. You don't believe that. I can't believe that. That's the spirit of disbelief. Where did that come from? What is beauty supposed to look like? You see that? You, I remember, some of you are too young. You remember in the 70s, it was a Twiggy? Wasn't it called Twiggy? Yeah, something like that. Everybody was trying to be Twiggy. Yeah, that was the 70s. I think it was Twiggy. Everybody was trying to be Twiggy. Yeah, and, they, and so people were trying to get like thin, thin. And then over the black place, clubs, I say clubs, my uncle there, they talking about the big leg woman, right? So, so, so what, come on here, come on, because it gets in here. You're beautiful. Ladies, you're beautiful. You see what I'm saying? And so these are the things that Satan's telling you. Gentlemen, you know what the biggest lie is? Say this, Satan's going to say, black men are not responsible for their children. That's a lie. So we, in here, we don't believe that, do we? Because we're responsible. Y'all see that all the time when they show the statistics, and all, you see? So here's what is. We, we, are, we, we have the potential to be gentlemen. You see, is we have the potential. Guess what? God, let me help you. Here's another lie Satan tells you. He's going to say, Pastor's lying. God, this is for everybody in here. God wants to reproduce himself in you. God wants to reproduce himself in you. God wants to reproduce himself in you. Right? You're born again, right? You all know what birth is, right? Yeah. When you're born again, God reproduces himself in you, and you have a new DNA. So I have the same DNA that God has, so which gives me the same potential. Yeah. You see? Yeah. That's just a fact. That's just, that's just a fact. But Satan wants you not to believe that. Right now, some of you are kind of shaking. and saying, all right, well, you're getting, what's, what, who confused you? 
then you don't think you're beautiful. Huh? What's, what's confused you that you can't be successful? Who are you listening to? I've done sermons, many sermons about who's in your ear. You see, the Holy Spirit ain't, ain't telling you can't do it. Right? And so what we're going to do is de we denounce the spirit of disbelief in this church. Period. We denounce it. You, you ought to be upset to yourself. I denounce, denounce the spirit, the spirit of, disbelief of disbelief in my life. In my life. And in my spirit. And in my spirit. And in my mind. In my mind. And in my soul. In my soul. And in my heart. And in my heart. I'm everything. I'm everything. That God. That God is reproducing in me. Is reproducing Say amen in to me. that. Amen. Now, but here's, here's the problem is, we're going to do some things, you know, sometimes the worst people, take a deep breath, sometimes the worst people are the people around you. Amen. And sometimes it'll be family members. Amen. Family members have hurt more people Amen. and wounded more people and bruised more people than anybody. Do you understand? You see, so here we go. We're gonna, let's see what family members can do or, or people around us can do. Because see, people, if you tell them where you grow up with, they think your zip, zip code, excuse me, is who you are. They judge you by your zip code. You see? Does that make sense? Yes. Here we go. So Matthew 13, starting at verse 54. When Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth, he began teaching the people in the synagogue. Now, so when Jesus got to his hometown, man, you know, uh, you'd think they'd heard about him. Man, that's an exciting thing. He's a superstar. Yeah? So there's nothing like going home and really people receiving you. You see, let's, what happens. let's see what happens here. Everyone was dazed overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation they were hearing. Man, they were listening to him and like, wow. This is, look at Jesus. Okay, so that's cool. That's what we like, right? Right. They said to one another, where did this man get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? And see, they said, where did he get this, you know? See, see, I mean, that makes sense. We look at this man and we wonder, where did he get this? He grew up with us. Right? Here we go. Then they asked, isn't he just the craftsman's son? Is what? Just? Well. Okay. Isn't his mother named Mary and his four brothers, Jacob, Joseph, Simon, and Judah? You know, well, you know them. Live them fields. Y'all know them. They live down there on the, around the tracks down there. Right. Right. Huh? Yeah, you know her. A little bad girl that used to be running around down there. I'm going somewhere. Yes. Uh, and don't his sisters all live here in Nazareth? Mm -hmm. That from, family. <laughs> from where then did he get all this revelation and power? So we look at where the, he came from, on that side of the tracks he came from, where he was from, that neighbor he was from, that zip code he was from. So where in the world did he get all that kind of this power? Because surely he couldn't get it from down there because we know where he lived and his family. No. Come on. All right. And the people became offended and began to turn against him. Oh, so they, they got offended and turned against him. Let me tell you something. Everybody ain't in your corner. 
And you better get that up straight real quick. Everybody ain't in your corner. And guess what? He went home, you go home, you expect that people are going to respect you and, and see how you change your life and how you've got over some things in your life and the power that's going on and what you're doing in your life. It's always amazed me why other people get upset because somebody else is successful. You see, if somebody else is successful, Brother Nathan, the only thing I want to know is them to tell me how they got there. Right. Yes, I want to go up there when he said he had power. Where'd you get that power? And, and you know, yeah, somebody, where'd you get those revelations? Where'd you get those powers? They got offended. Because, see, people that are not moving, that are not doing anything with their life are offended when you're doing something with yours. You see what I'm talking about? And some people, okay, will bow down to that and try to make themselves small. Yeah, they will. Some of you all to make yourself small so other people are comfortable. I've seen that. Here we go. So Jesus said, there's only one place a prophet isn't honored, his own hometown. <laughs> Look what Jesus said. There ain't but one place I'm not honored. Said in my own hometown. Because they had the spirit of disbelief. They just can't believe that I'm the Christ. They can't believe in what I'm doing. So I, they don't honor me. Some of you, I know in here, you've cut the, cut the, cut the string. Get away from the disbelievers. Because if you hang with the disbelievers, the next thing you start doing is disbelieving yourself. You see? Because, see, we believe in the power of God over here in Christ Temple North, don't we? Then we don't have any disbelief. We know that people in here can do great things. We're not jealous because somebody's doing something great in here. We expect people to do great things in here. Because huh, God is reproducing himself in us. If God is reproducing himself in us, then he's doing that for us to be fruitful. He wants us to be fruitful. You see? How can you be jealous of somebody that's taken a life and allowed God to get in their life and become fruitful? There ain't but one question you need to ask them. How did you get there? Not put them down. And that's in families big time. It can happen in school. What they call it abuse that goes on in schools, bullying. People don't bully people that are successful. Nah, you see? They bully the people who hadn't got there yet. You see, one thing about it, I grew up in a, in a, in a town where, you know, there was no African-Americans, but very few, two or three. But I didn't get, have any problems because I was on the football team. You're on the football team, you, they'll protect you. Oh, yeah. You see, if you're in Africa, they protect because this is a different type of thing. But the people who are not. The people who caught, I'm going to tell you something, hear what I'm saying, get up here with me. The persons that got the most, it was the little fat kid, little fat white kid, the little red-headed girl, the freckle-faced kid, because I come from a, a dominant, you see what I'm saying? And they caught it. You see? Even if they got AIDS, they caught it. We don't catch it in here. We don't allow no one to dictate who we are or who we ain't. Period. All right. All right. And in verse 58, because of their unbelief, it kept him from doing any many mighty miracles Be in Nazareth. Because of their, their unbelief, it kept him from doing miracles. Mm -hmm. 
You see? Jesus got through with them. Because of their unbelief, it kept Christ from doing miracles. We don't know why. You see, it kept him because of their unbelief. That is the place that he should have been able to do the most miracles because he grew up with them folks. You see? He grew up with them folks. They knew his family, but they should have been excited. Here he came. There's another scripture to keep reading on. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? There's a scripture that says that. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Central High? Can any good thing come out of Northeast? Huh? Yeah, it can. A good thing came out of Nazareth. You see, it doesn't matter what your brothers and sisters did or didn't do. It only matters what you've done and God is doing through you. You see? Do you understand? The power of the, your zip code doesn't have the power to hold you back. Huh? Your nationality doesn't have the power to hold you back. Or do y'all understand what I'm talking about? Because the Holy, you live by the Holy Spirit? God is reproducing himself in you? Zip code has nothing to do with it. Family has nothing to do with it. Okay. Now let's turn to Mark 9, starting at verse 19 from the Passion. A lot of people missing their bless, blessings. You would do great things. People would do a lot of things for them. But they talk them down. They just get tired of it and go. Wow. Okay. I didn't know I was going to talk that long. I probably won't get through all this, but we'll go. All right. So Jesus says to the crowd, why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Jesus got sick of them. He said, how long did I have to put up with your unbelief? Because he doesn't like disbelieving people. You see? He ain't the type of guy you want to go, Jesus, don't want you to go, I can't. He's not an I can't person. Because if you have the the power of the Holy Spirit in you, what, what, is, what, what do you mean I can't? Let me tell you, you get the Holy Ghost down? When God spoke in Genesis and said, let there be light, moons and all that, y'all believe he done all that, right, in Genesis? And he can't help you get a good job? He can't help you get a degree? He can't help you get a new start in life? That makes, hey, it makes no sense, Pastor. Right. We believers over here. You can't be a believer and lead, live a life of emptiness. A carnal Christian can. But not, a babe in Christ can. A babe in Christ is a struggle, but they'll get to it. But you all are most of you all are mature Christians in here. I'm not challenging you this morning. The book is. I'm not questioning you this morning. Book is. You see? I'm not in your business this morning because I'm too busy working and taking care of my business. All right. So Jesus says, now bring the boy to me. And what happened is this boy was sick and they went to the disciples and the disciples uh, uh, couldn't, couldn't heal him. 
Yeah. They went and, you know, they walked around teaching about God and the power of God. And, and uh, they couldn't get anything done. And Jesus was a little upset with them and said, bring the boy to me. Mm-hmm. All right? So they brought him to Jesus. And all that lived. So they brought him to Jesus and, and Jesus touched him and he, he had convulsions and he fell on the ground and rolled around and he was foaming at the mouth. And Jesus turned to the father and asked, how long has your son been tormented like this? Since childhood, he replied. Mm-hmm. Now you can start. <laughs> so the gentleman said, but please, if you're able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. He did. He had enough. He says, if. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know who Jesus is? Brother Kyle, they up here talking about if. Right. They gonna go to Jesus and talk about Jesus if. Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? <laughs> you see, a person that lives in disbelief has ifs. Right. A real believer doesn't have any ifs. Right. Not in Christ. Right. You heard last week when Pastor done the sermon that soldier, remember? He didn't have any ifs. He says, I know. I have no doubt what you can do. This person sick and sad saying, if, that's, that's, that's sad. Right. We've got people sitting up in church all their lives, still talking about if. Well, all right. And so in verse 23, Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? He got upset. Jesus, what do you mean if? Johnny Fields, what do you mean if? You see? That doesn't make no sense at all. And then he says, if you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. So all you got to do is believe. I'll do the work. Mm -hmm. So when he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears, saying, I do believe, Lord. Help my little faith. Well, he did have him. He says, I do believe, Lord. But for a minute, that spirit of what? Disbelief got there. And then he even went to God and said, if. But for a minute, and all of us have been there, come on here. Just for a minute. Just for a minute, that spirit of disbelief got in here. You see? And he said, if. I've done it. You see, you all know my story. You know, that doctor came in 25, 6, what many years? 25? 25 years ago. For a minute, I was listening to them, and then I got over them. Because that five years to six years wasn't long enough for me, you see? But then I had to say, not my will, not the doctor's will. God, your will be done. That's what you do. And so, and so sometimes maybe we need to do this. Holy Spirit, help my unbelief. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help my unbelief because sometimes the human person, the flesh, the human person, the flesh, the human nature has got ifs in it. But when I go into the spirit, uh, when I go into the spirit and invite the Holy Spirit into my spirit, the Holy Spirit takes out all of the ifs and I say, God, let, my, not your, let your will be done. That's right. You see? Right. Sometimes you need to 
Sometimes you need to say to yourself, Holy Spirit, when you're going through something, no matter what it is, I need a little help. I need a little help in my faith. I need a little help in my faith. Are you with me? And the Holy Spirit will, will energize you and empower you and give you more power in your faith. You see? And you'll get to where God wants you to be. And can't no demon in hell stop you from getting there. Right? In the message, he said, I believe, but help me with my doubts. Yes, I love that. In the message, I believe, Lord but help me with my disbelief. So Holy Spirit, I believe I'm a Christian. I'm a born again Christian. But right now in this situation, in this circumstance, I, I'm, I'm weak. Help me. That's right. Help me in my doubt. Yeah, yeah. Strengthen my faith. Yeah. You see? That's right. And he'll do that for you. I know he'll do that for you. Never let Satan plant the seed of deceit excuse me, deceit, defeat, whatever I'm talking about, get into you, get into you to the point that you can't, you can't figure it out. You see? see? I told you you're beautiful. Go home, look in the mirror and say, I heard the preacher. Holy Spirit, give me the eyes of Christ to see me like Christ sees me in this mirror. Amen. Amen. Okay, yes. Yes. You see, and then you'll smile at yourself. There ain't nobody like you. Can't nobody do what God's called you to do like you've called it to do. You called it to do. You see? Yes. Yes. Looks have passed. We'll pass sooner or later. All that's gone. But when you look through the eyes of Christ and you see in that mirror what Christ sees in that mirror, it'll make you smile. It'll make you smile. I tell you something, I told people all the time, the more that I look through the eyes of Christ, the more wonderful and beautiful Sister Gwen became. Because, Because Christ could open up open up visions and revelations that I could not see in her. Because Christ had to give me the spiritual eye. You see? All right. I'm going to be a little long today. I want to finish this. All right. Am I doing all right? (laughs) Here's where the whole thing started at. It started in the garden, and you can add on that list. The first thing that Satan done to tear up a family is in the book of Genesis. When he got Eve to disbelieve. Remember, Satan is a liar, huh? And he's the father of lies. And he began, he, he went to Eve, you remember that, and told her, you need to eat that fruit. And Eve told him, said, no, God told us not to eat that fruit. And then Satan said, yeah, but you will get to know things. God knows you won't die. God knows you won't die. He just doesn't want you to be like him. Don't know what's good and evil. You see, the worst thing that I've done in my life, and some of you don't say amen unless you know what I'm talking about, is in my younger life, 
was eat from the fruit of sex. And, huh? Then I got to know what it was like and what it wasn't like. The worst thing and, and was marijuana. You ain't gonna hurt, it ain't gonna hurt you to take a puff of this. And for years, smoke marijuana, right? Are y'all with me? I didn't die, did I? I spiritually died. I spiritually died, and that's what he was trying to tell him. Jesus is trying to tell us this morning, talk to your children, talk to yourselves. He said some things, you don't want to know some things that God knows. You see, once you taste it, then you can get addicted to it. Now you know how it feels, now you know how it tastes, and now you got to fight that off. Are y'all with me? Amen. Are you with me? You see, because he didn't want them to deal with good and evil. Can I still go anyplace? You're reading it. Um, it just says from the voice that he told her, God is playing games with you. Yeah, that's Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan said, oh, Satan said, die. No, you're not going to die. God is playing games with you. Mm -hmm. The truth is that God knows that the day you eat the fruit from the tree, you will be awakened to something. Mm -hmm. right. Something. Mm -hmm. well. Powerful. And you will become like him, possessing the knowledge of both good and evil. I wish I had never got the knowledge of evil. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. And when the woman saw the tree that it was good for food, for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, come on, somebody say amen to me. We got in trouble looking at something that was pleasant to our eye and caused us a whole lot of problems. Huh? You see what the old folks say? All the glitters is not gold? Come on here. And go ahead. And the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Guess what? To make you wise of what you're eating. You don't want to do that. Right. And then also, here he come. <laughs> Supposed to be the head of the house. You see? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's supposed to be the head of the house. Right. This whole thing could have been solved. Yeah. He could have he uh, disciplined her, told God, I repent for my wife, that she ate other fruit. Mm -hmm. right. He could right. In other words, he, I don't know where he was at anyway. They, he didn't have to go, he didn't have no job. No, he didn't have no job. He should have been there in the first place. Right? right? And then he ate from, wait a minute now, he ate from the tree. Didn't he not do that? Because yeah. y'all heard the story. Yeah. Yep. And then who did he blame it on? Her. Yep. Don't that sound just like some of the men? Amen. But not in this church. Amen. We take our position. We're not going to live as sinners. We're through with all that. God's reproducing himself in us. We can be what God wants us to be. Guess what that means, gentlemen? We love like God. We love our wives like God loves our wives. We love our children like God loves our children and grandchildren. We love our neighbors like God, right? God went so far to say we love our, our enemies. We don't hang out with them, but we pray for them, right? You understand? Ladies, you know what that means? You love God, and if you love God, right, you'll love yourself, right? and you won't put godless people in your life. Right. Right. Amen? Amen? 
I'm going to close it down. I went a little bit over, but we wanted to make sure we got that straight. And, and, and let me tell you something that when I talk about when Isaacs come up to pray, a lot of people don't get this. You can pray for somebody. Sometimes it's not you. But you can pray. They will pray for who needs prayer. You see? You know, I wasn't praying for me, right, to become nothing. But Gwen would go to the church and get in the prayer lines <laughs> and praying for me, and God doesn't stir it up. So sometimes it's called standing prophecy, I think it is. You can stand there, and you got somebody you know needs prayer, and you walk up and you tell them, I'm praying for my sister, my brother, because they stand in the need of prayer. Because we have church that believes in prayer here. And they're always here every Sunday to come up here. There ought to be somebody every Sunday coming up in here. You need know somebody. Probably, first of all, you go for yourself and need somebody. God is good. God is good. God is good. Lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come to you thanking you, Lord, for this message. Thank you for the power of this message, Lord. Some of us here may have the refusal to believe in our spirits, Lord, and we're asking, Lord, that you remove that. Remove that disbelief out of the households and out of our family members and out of those that we've surrounded around us, Lord. We're asking that you remove those that are not good for us, that are not, that should just not be in the midst in our walk, Lord. We're asking, Lord, that you help each and every one of us look in the mirror and see what you see through your eyes, Lord. See that beauty, Lord. We're asking that the men, that they stand up and take responsibility and look at themselves, Lord, and see the man that they're supposed to be, that they are to represent you, Lord. So we're asking for all of this, Lord, in your precious blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Re repeat after me. I'm a million times bigger. I'm a million times bigger. On the inside. On the inside. Than I am on the outside. Than I am on the outside. Because the Bible says. The Bible says. Greater is He. Greater is He. That is in me. That is in me. That is in the world. That is in the world. The world has no. The world has no. No power. No power. No authority. No authority. Over my life. Over my life. Amen. Amen. All right, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.